Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 12 of Just a Couple Thoughts. Big one, too. Big one, too. <laughs> Sorry about the uh, the week absence. I'm also, uh, might as well get this out of the way. I'm going to reschedule the podcast to upload on Sundays from now on. It just happens to be more convenient. We've been late recently anyways, but just as a heads up mm. for people who actually listen to this. It's going to be on Sundays, probably around 5. This mm. one might be a little bit late. Who knows? But yeah, that's going to be the new schedule. So, uh, I would. this is where I would do recap, but we have no new recap today. That's okay. No worries. Okay. I mean, like, I don't mind that we don't have recap. It just means it's be a slightly short episode. Mm. I, don't know. I like reading the comments, so... Anybody who wants to have a comment or send an email, go ahead. But to get started... Wait, 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 wait. We have news. We're on iTunes now. Yes, we are on iTunes. We're on iTunes. We're almost like... We're pretty legit now. Yeah, so we, we have a Podbean. We have an iTunes. So now there is almost no excuse to not listen to us. Almost. Uh, we're not on Spotify. We're not on Spotify. And I don't believe we're on other podcast services yet. I believe. I have to double check that. Uh, so that's the new news. We're on iTunes, so a majority of podcast users can now listen to us. So, uh, where have we been? We just came back from a con. Yeah. Yeah, we came back from Fanime, which is a fairly big con in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. in, down in San Jose. Mm-hmm. It's one of the bigger cons around here. I think the only bigger cons are Comic Con and, and then Anime Expo down in SoCal. Can you think of any other bigger cons? I mean... There's Crunchyroll Expo now. Oh, yeah, there's Crunchyroll Expo now. It's not as big as Fanime. Not at all. No. Sack it's, anime. Uh... it's about the size of Sack Anime, really. Mm. Which is another, like, semi-big con. It's more small than anything. It's pretty, still pretty small. But yeah, we just came back from a con, and that's the topic you want to use today, Sarah? I mean, yeah, that's one of the things we can talk about today, mm-hmm. is uh, conventions. So, um... I, I personally really enjoy conventions. It's like a mini vacation for me. Like, if I were to use my vacation time for anything, it would be for vacations, for, for conventions, or uh, traveling abroad. Conventions are like my mainstay thing, because just at the same time every year, it's very nice to do. It's more centralized towards my hobby. Mostly anime, sometimes movies, sometimes games. Oh, what do you think about conventions in general? I really like that there's like a, like a sense of community whenever you go to cons, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, not every convention, right? Because some of them, for a lot of people, people think of like conventions as in like work. Mm-hmm. But these are like fun conventions. <laughs> They're like to have a good time and to hang out with like your friends and meet new people. And the cool thing about like conventions is that like everyone is there kind of for the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just really nice to have like that sense of like community. And everyone is really nice at a con. Most of the time. Most of the time. Everyone yeah. is really nice. There are, those, there are those outliers, but in general, um, most people are very nice icons. Most people are really nice. And one thing that I've realized about conventions, maybe just sack anime, but fanime too, is if you lose something, you just go to Lost and Found and most of the time it'll it'll be there. Mm, like a good like 80% chance that someone will be a good Samaritan and actually give it back. Yeah. A lot of people will do that. They'll just give stuff because they're like, oh, I don't really need this. Mm. So they'll just return it. Yeah. So. So, yeah, conventions are very, very nice. We're very good people. There are those outlier people who are just assholes or there are those people who are like, for lack of a better term, degenerates. So I think we should, um, before we go into more convention stuff, I feel like we should talk about like 
our experience, like like our history with conventions. Yeah. Um, we don't have a large history. So. No, but just like, you know, our personal experience and yeah. like where we started from. Mm. Um, like we don't, to be clear, like Kevin and I haven't gone to like really big ones like Comic-Con. And Anime Expo. And Anime Expo, which... Yeah, but the more people, I hear about it, the more I'm like, I don't want to go. Yeah, most people say those are the cons to be at. Mm. But um, for us, it's been SAC Anime, mm. which is a local convention up in Sacramento. Mm. Um, and then the other one is... Uh, Fanime. Fanime. And we've also been to the to Crunchyroll Expo. The first year. Yeah, in, its, year. in its first year we went. Mm. Um, and we also go to other conventions that are like convenient to go to like mm-hmm. the one time we went to japan expo the one time where we you're selling at that small college kinyobi con um but yeah th- we we go to conventions when we can right when it's convenient and and affordable yeah so our experience is only for bay area conventions mm-hmm. so any convention outside of the bay area we're mm-hmm. not really um yeah like we don't uh, really know Gen anything con, about stuff like that yeah, the New York Comic Con. Yeah, we we don't we don't know those conventions that well. I would like to go maybe one year. Yeah, so we can only speak. Uh, our experience only comes from those conventions. So, mm. um, anyway, you should probably start off. Let's mm. start off with you. Uh, about my experience with conventions. Mm-hmm. So, my experience is mostly come from anime and sack anime. I think it's mostly the same for you, Sarah. It's exactly the same. Yeah, because we. We pretty much go to the same cons. If she's going to con, I'm going to con. If I'm going to con, you go to con. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a interesting experience because Fanime is very much just a fun con. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I'm here to have fun. But sack anime for us is more like work. Yeah, that's what it's kind of ended up being. Yeah, because sack anime, for those who don't know, they have lots of great guests at sack anime. That's like the main appeal of the guest. Almost every year they have the voice of Mario, Charles Martinet. Um, they'll get like big A-list um, voice actors like Crispin Freeman, Troy Baker sometimes. Wendy Lee was Wendy there. Wendy Lee. Uh, like you, you get some significant voice actors coming there. Yeah, like the Overwatch cast. Oh uh, yeah, multiple times as the entirety of Overwatch cast. The voices of all the characters from Futurama mm-hmm. came by one year. I think this year is the vo- all the voices for Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. So. Uh, it's pretty cool going to Sack Anime. And the main reason why we call it work is because all we do is get things signed. We get, we go to go do autographs and that's mm-hmm. it. And it's actually, um, probably the most affordable convention. Mm-hmm. For, for what you get is very affordable. Yeah. Because if you go there and you pre-reg, it only costs 25 bucks, mm-hmm. which is a, a steal, honestly. Mm-hmm. For what you get. Yeah. The are in perspective, Fanime, which is the other convention you go to. It's bigger, like I would say more than twice as big as like anime, but has less guests. The only thing more appealing to it is that it has more stuff there. It's got a concert. It's got a concert and it has panels. And the but, concert is included yeah, in it's included. your package. So Yeah, but it costs $65 at the cheapest. Mm-hmm. And it goes up in price the longer you wait to register. Mm-hmm. So it... It's a fun, it's a very fun con, Fanime. It's probably one of my more favorite cons because it's literally just me chilling and hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get hotels and we have lots of fun time. And it's a 24-hour con. Mm-hmm. So there's always stuff happening. The second anime, I, I really enjoy the second anime. I appreciate the second anime because I, I meet the voice actors 
And the yeah. panels are run pretty pretty well too. And that's mm-hmm. the same for like Crunchyroll Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's an industry focused Crunchyroll uh, Expo is like the industry focused con. Yeah. Which I kinda really wanted to go again this year. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't justify the price. Mm-hmm. But I've been yeah, thinking that, about it. That's the main dilemma to going to a lot of conventions is just find the price. Yeah. So like like Fanime is sixty five dollars. But we also get hotels. And the con's also twenty four hours. And the con's also twenty four hours. But yeah, so we get hotels, we buy the badges, and then we also do shopping there because uh, anime conventions they have lots of merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a dealer's hall where you can buy lots of things, and most of the time you would want to buy them because it's kind of hard to get them anywhere else. Like yeah, you can get them online, but you don't physically see them. Yeah, so dealer's hall is all like industry kind of like mm-hmm. not even not really industry, but they're like official. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. If, except if it's like stolen art. <laughs> Most of the time it's official stuff. Yeah. So you'll see like um, booths in there from like local hobby shops or you'll see um, sometimes local comic shops like um, the comic shop hmm. um, in our hometown in hmm. San Leandro. Uh, we'll go to the cons. Too. Yeah. Um, but um, and then there's the artist alley. We can see lots of fan art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, they buy like very high quality prints like in posters and stuff like that and you can see some more unique stuff there yeah artist alley has really stepped up their game mm-hmm. over the past few years mm-hmm. like I, I remember the first times we were going to cons it was just literally just prints and cheap buns it was like well people would print out like <laughs> they would like get printer paper mm-hmm. and then they would laminate it yeah and then they would punch a hole in it and then like tie a string in it and then that was their keychains. Mm-hmm. But now they have like rubber straps mm-hmm. and they have like enamel pins. And like, yeah. there's not a lot of people who have just regular buttons anymore. Yeah. A lot of people just do enamel because they know that they have like competition, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. Yeah. It's really improved over the years that we've went. And we don't, we haven't gone to cons that long. We went since high school. So seven years now. No, more than that. More than that. Eight years. About. We, we, we've been going to cons for about eight years now. And like, over those past eight years, it's really transitioned to something like that feels more official. Mm-hmm. Like the first year we went to Fanime, like it was very cool. That first year we, go, we went to Fanime. But it doesn't feel as like well run as it is now. So, even still, though, yeah, even still, like there are lots of issues with cons. Yeah. So, fan made fan made cons like Sack Anime and Fanime are run by like basically a small group of people who raise money and then they get the money off registration and then they uh, actually run these cons by themselves, right? And they'll have like sponsors and stuff like that, like Crunchyroll, or whatever, uh, to help afford it. But they are almost always run. I'm not going to say poorly, but not well. Mm. <laughs> There's always some issue that comes up with cons because um, a lot of times, most of the people who work at the cons are volunteers. And the volunteers because they want to subsidize their badge. But, um, so you get a lot of people who don't know what they're doing or doesn't know all the information, but they have to play the staff position of knowing the information. Yeah. So it, it sometimes it becomes difficult to as someone who's going to the con, getting the right information out of people. 
cool thing is that you see the same people every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you should see the same staff like every year. And then you remember that guy. That guy's cool. That guy's cool. And that guy sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that applies to us with anime. Not anime. It's like anime. Because anime has way too many people for us to like actually remember people. I remember some of them sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. It's only for the autograph line. Yeah. For, for me, like, Zack anime, like, some of, the, some of the people who run the autograph lines, there are two types of people. The people who are, like, kind of assholes, who just... They take their job way too seriously. They either, yeah, they either take themselves way too seriously or think they're more important than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Right? And then those are, there are the chill people that, like, what do you what what do you mean? Just let them through. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one time, that guy who was just very confused on why they wouldn't let more people in the lines, mm-hmm. even though, like, there was no one in there. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, why why are all the people out here? Why we have plenty of room? They're like, oh, but we cut it off. Like, no. We have plenty of room. Let them in. Yeah. So it was there there are times where you get these people who are either taking jobs too seriously and it becomes detrimental towards like the actual con experience themselves. And there's the people who like actually understands what to do and what the people want and what's acceptable to get away with in that in that specific instance when we're when you're talking about the the guy that let us in right Mm -hmm. there was these two people because we had been waiting in this long line because for that line specifically they had people wait outside and then get back in the same line and this line went on forever yeah and the, the main problem with how they did autographs that year was it was that long line and that line led to other lines yeah but you still had to wait in the same line yeah which they still do mm-hmm. but it's, it's more it's, well run now yeah it's better this year or yeah. but the, the problem with how it, it was run that year is it was just one big line mm-hmm. and they don't filter anybody in that one big line it was it also just, really hot it was also really hot and like it all leads to is just a bunch of other lines but you no one knows until you reach the other lines, who you're actually there for. So you can be there for like, oh, I want to be there for Charles Marnay. But like, it just so happens that like Damon Clark is also signing there. Yeah. Right. And, um, or like Troy Baker is also signing there. Or like Jim Cummings. Or like Jim Cummings is also signing yeah. there. But you only want Charles Marnay. But because of that one big line, they can't differentiate like who is actually there for what. Yeah. So the issue with that line is, uh, I forgot who took up most of the autographs. But we were there for just, we were there for someone. But because one of the people who was doing autographs during that time was super popular, um, they had to cap off the line early, mm-hmm. basically. So you had these bunch of people in line who are waiting to meet, like, probably other people. But they can't meet them because that one person was super popular and they had to cap that line. Yeah. And because this one guy was taking his job too seriously, he was like, oh... We can't let you in because that Pacific line is capped. So it was like, but we want the other people. And he's like, no, I don't can't let you in. I remember. So Sakaname started using fast passes, which are basically like um, you pay your way to get an autograph. It's, it's it, pay, pay to get an autograph. It's the same fast pass system as um, Disney. Yeah. In Disneyland, same system. I mean, Disneyland has like a different thing now. So yeah, it has. A di- but like back in the day when yeah. it was like, oh, I want to. Buy my way to cut in line. But it's like it's like old Disney Fast Passes where you mm. pay for a single ride. Yeah. This is like the same thing where you pay for a single autograph. Mm. So there was like a couple in front of us mm. and they were like, well, we, we got to have that autograph, right? Yeah. 
And so they paid. They were going to pay those 20 bucks to get in. So they got in. And then the guy came out and he was like, what are all these people doing standing here? Mm. Or I think they left. They they should have left because the fast fast wasn't being sold there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so they left Mm. and then the line was let in. Yeah. So those people stood in line for nothing. Yep. So every <laughs> once in a while you get these hiccups that's like very annoying. It's just like, I just felt so bad for them. But because we were persistent, like we always are. Because we were assholes. Yeah, <laughs> we stood in line and refused to leave. Mm-hmm. So because we thought it was just ridiculous. Like why? Like why Why do you not let us in? Because yeah. that specific line is capped off. Yeah. We want to see the other people. And there was people because it was in the same area as Dealers Hall that year. Mm. People just cut in line anyway. Like it was run so poorly that year. Like I don't know why you did it this way. Yeah. But yeah, every once in a while you get an incident. Cons almost never go smoothly. Almost never go smoothly in general. Um, Like you either get like, oh, something was run poorly. Or like a couple years at Fanime, sexual harassment. Mm. Or um, you get like someone who's like start a fight or whatever. Because if you're going to have like 20,000 people in one area, like something's going to happen. What was your worst con experience? I feel like it'll be the same as as mine, though. Con experience? I don't know. Probably that one year where I missed every single one of my panels. Which one was that? It was a year that uh, I had to basically drive everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That sucked. Yeah. You have to continuously pick people up. The people was coming in on Friday and people coming in on Saturday. Mm. So because most of the important panels are on those days, I just missed all my panels. Yeah. So that was probably my worst year. I don't know what your worst year is. Well, not worst year, but worst experience. Worst experience. But I think the worst one for me is the one that I'll always remember. Is us waiting like over eight hours. For the fanime one? For the yeah, for because our badges because there was a blackout. Yeah, that 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 can also happen. Uh that only happened to us once, but a blackout can fuck up everything. God, that was the worst. We I, waited like eight hours and people bought pizza, which was nice. We didn't get any pizza. We bought our own pizza. We did? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember Maurice came by and brought pizza for everyone. Oh, that's nice. I don't know if he bought it. I'm pretty sure like we all chipped in for pizza or something like that. But yeah, like it's it was cool because you, you do get the sense of community that like everyone hates the specific situations that they learn to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. But it also sucks because we were waiting eight hours to get our badges. Yeah, it wasn't even that we were like in the con waiting for, you know, it, mm-hmm. it was waiting to on day zero yeah. to get our badge. And everyone is sitting there and they're waiting in line and the just it's just horrible Mm. and everybody complains like one year when people have to wait four hours for their badge Mm. i was like that's nothing we're gonna wait eight (laughs) i'm like until you have to wait eight hours for a badge Mm. your experience is nothing let me tell you okay until you have to like wait in a line for autographs for like 10 hours that whole day Mm. you know get back in line get another autograph Get back, Get back in another line. line. You don't even know what waiting is. <laughs> like, um, I remember when we were first going, we brought snacks mm-hmm. because we knew the that the lines were going to be really bad. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be waiting maybe two or three hours, mm-hmm. four hours, four hours and two to three if you were lucky, right? Yeah. 
before so we would hours, bring snacks like, just to like stay in line or bring like games mm-hmm. because it was, those years were run very poorly. It's a lot better now. Yeah, it's way better now. I hope they never change the system. It, it's so annoying when you have to wait so long just to get into a con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like imagine like waiting like five hours to get a ticket into Disney World. Like why? Why would you even bother going? Yeah, but it's it's kind of it's kind of like um, that's probably the worst experience that I ever had. It mm-hmm. was waiting so long, mm. so long, and like some. It was like um, somebody was telling me about their con experience and how remember that one year when they had it in the Fairmont mm-hmm. and yet I didn't wait in that one. You waited in that one. Mm. And they were like, it was awful. Mm. That one was pretty bad, right? It was like. It was decently bad. It was like four. Five, I just remember the line went like all around the block or yeah, something. Yeah, it, it went into the hotel, outside of the hotel and then zigzagged in this plaza area. Yeah, and it went like. In the hotel, it went, like, in a weird way. Yeah. So that, that was pretty bad, but that wasn't about the blackout year. Yeah, that one was so bad. Yeah. Like, I just can't... I just can't feel bad for anybody that's like, God, we had to wait forever. I'm like, you don't even know what waiting is. <laughs> Except for that one that one uh, video that somebody took of the line for AX last year. Mm-hmm. That's not, okay, so the main reason, because I said this earlier, the main reason I don't... I don't really care for Comic-Con and Anime Expo anymore. There was one point where I really wanted to go because it sounded really cool and it had lots of like industry stuff, which is stuff I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But it's also becoming way too big for what it is. It, it Anime Expo has become way too huge for that stadium where the Anaheim Convention Center or whatever, right? It's become way too big for it. Their lines are going like around the block towards like the streets and everything like that. It's becoming way too long. And there's way too many people for that con. There's no, they there's almost no reason why that con should be that big. Like, I understand it's super popular. I understand like it has lots of cool stuff there. It's a very industry focused con, so they have lots they have of like concerts. They have concerts. There's very really special stuff there that you can't get other other cons. But the amount of people that's there, it kind of hampers the actual experience. Yeah, itself. because it's it's hard to even walk anywhere. Yep. Because we have friends that go to Anime Expo and like. Like some of your coworkers, they're like, I don't even know I want to go next year, right? They're not going to go because they're going to go on a trip to Japan. But they're not going to go because, I mean, they they would go if they could. Mm. But it is really crowded. But they still love it, you know. I've been thinking of, like, not going to AX, but just going to Crunchyroll Expo. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. like, Crunchyroll Expo has a lot of good guests. Mm-hmm. And... It is also um, an industry-focused con. So it doesn't have as much industry stuff as Anime Expo. But it has it. But it's got free swag. Yep. And that's the most important part. Yeah. At Comic-Con, <laughs> I'm, I'll be more convinced to go to because it runs differently than other conventions. It has a lottery system instead of just buy your ticket, get in. Yeah, and you can make your money back. Yeah, and you can actually make your money back. That's the one nice thing about going to cons if you're intending to use it for work. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is that if it's very industry-focused, it's very easy to get your money back. Yeah, um, we have a friend who does that, or mm. used to do it, but he told he told us that he doesn't do it anymore, mm. um, just because he's like, I can't enjoy the con. Yeah, It's just work, and I'm just going to work, <laughs> which is kind of like how SAC anime is for us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, but for, um, like for Comic-Con, there was that one year where uh, Wizards of the Coast, the people who make Magic the Gathering, the card game, 
uh, they were doing these special pro uh, promos for plane planeswalkers, and that's back when planeswalkers were like first introduced. And those promos go for like two hundred dollars each now. And there's like five of them, so like, and they're very easy to get the con, but now they're like super expensive. Yeah. So it's very easy making money back, depending on like if you know where to go. If if you are interested in cons, I very much recommend it, especially if the con that you're interested in. Like it's very easy to find anime conventions around most areas, right? Because it's very it's a very niche thing, but because it's a very niche thing, you have these very dedicated people, and they're very fine just running cons, right? So even if it's just a small con, I suggest it because you can meet some very interesting people there. Yes. If it's your first con. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say because um we went to some small cons. It was kind of miserable. But yeah, it's if sucks. it's your first con, <laughs> I suggest going just to check it out. Because yeah. you can meet some interesting people. There's some experiences that you can't get anywhere else. You can do some networking. Yeah. So it's it's very cool. If you're an artist, it's like a great place to, you know, start out. But Yeah, it depends on the con. Depends on the con. But um it's it's interesting to go to like certain cons. Mm -hmm. So if it's a small con, I suggest it. If it's a college con, a little bit less so, but maybe, you know, check it out. You can find cons almost anywhere. It's kinda hard to find like cons where like every hobby like anime is one that sticks out uh gen con is stuff for dick tabletop games so that's very that's a very easy thing to uh, find but like you can't you don't often find cons for something like movies in general or whatever so yeah you just find stuff for video games and stuff like packs yeah video games is also a very easy con to find but yeah, there's, there's some things that it's kind of hard to find cons for although sometimes like you don't need it like you don't need a sports con because you get that every year. <laughs> so Or whenever you go to a baseball game or something. A yeah. football game. Yeah, you don't need like a sports con. Because you have the games. So whatever. Is there anything else you want to talk about cons? Before we close out mm -hmm. on the con subject, what was like one of your best memories from a con? The concerts at Fanime. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are really good. I really enjoy going to the concerts at Fanime. Because, okay, so... Those who don't know, like the main, the concert of anime is one of my main reasons why I go these these times around, is because they get they usually get bands and like artists from uh, Japan, so it's impossible to get that around here sometimes. Mm. Like it's very rare to get bands from Japan to have like a U.S. tour, and even then their tickets are like they can range from being like oh that's affordable to like that's stupid expensive depending how big they are. But the concert of anime is very much enjoyable because it's free, so you it's. It, it's easy to get in, but it's also like fun to have like everyone there, right? Mm -hmm. And usually the music's good enough that you can get into it no matter what. Like I was telling my friend on uh, Xanthem, he was talking about how like has has there ever been a concert that you did not have fun at, right? And my answer hasn't changed. Where like usually for the main acts, because sometimes they have opening acts, for the main acts the concerts are as fun as the energy you put into it. Uh, if you put no energy or you're not, not interested in the con uh, in concert, then of course it's not going to be fun with you. It's not mm -hmm. your thing. But if you, even if it's something like mediocre, if you get yourself excited for it or you like put enough energy to it, it becomes fun. So for instance, at one time, I forgot what the group name was. It was that one boy band group with the voice actor in it. Oh, yeah, with y Yuya. Yeah. You, he did the the trust me trust me song yeah from Durara yeah 
Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. So that uh, so he had his own boy band, and I'm not super interested in his music, but that concert was very fun because I wasn't very interested in his music. Uh, I decided to have some fun myself, which was just get very hyped for any random person and just act like I'm a fan. And it's just it's just fun cheering and like getting into stuff in general. Because they, if you like get into it, they usually give that same amount of energy back, which is very nice for um, the performances they give at Fanime. His name is Yuya Matsushita. Yeah. But yeah, that that's my like favorite experiences for a con. I think like my most favorite concert, probably Rookies. Or, oh, no, Homei Kazuku. Homei Kazuku was probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah, Homei Kazuku is a very fun one. For those who don't know Homei Kazuku, uh, they did a couple of the openings for Naruto and one ending, I believe. Or was it just one opening, I one think, ending? I don't remember. I know they did the the Hoshinagare or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're a duo rap group, basically. And they're Japanese, so they, of course, they rap in Japanese. But... That concert was so fun because like they, they'll do some of their songs. There was one point where they're just like freestyling to each other. Mm-hmm. There was one point where they're getting the crowd into it, and then every year they have an encore. So when they did the encore and they did the actual opening or like an ending for one of Naruto songs, um, one they both jumped off the stage and ran through the crowd while I was singing, and like the security was chasing after them because they were not supposed to do that. <laughs> that was a fun. That was a fun concert. Um. So, what about you? I think this concert was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I really liked the Yu-Yo one at X4. You do? That one was really good. Mm-hmm. Although, I really... I think that's second to Rookies. I mean, to... Uh, Homei Kazuku. Homei Kazuku. Homei Kazuku was really good. It mm-hmm. made me feel like good at the end, too. Because mm-hmm. he was like, we're all like family. Yeah. For I those like, who don't oh. know, Kazuku is family in Japanese. So, the reason why it's called... The band's called Homei Kazuku is because um, they both treat each other as brothers. So it's like a homemade family. So when they have a concert, the fans are the family. So it's like a homemade family with all the fans. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So when they were leaving, feel. like, we are all Kazuku or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that was a very nice experience. Yeah. And they're all like, we'll see you again. And I'm like, please come back. Yeah, that was a very fun one. Please come back. Flo, Flo performed there a couple times, but we mm. never got to see him. Yeah, because that was those are the year where we weren't super interested in the concerts because we were busy doing other con stuff. Yeah, but it's a shame we missed Flo, but it's fine. I know. We missed him twice. Yeah, I don't know. I really wish they like. I don't like the Beat Garden. They were super good this year. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated it. That's a cool and song, I, and I liked them a lot. Mm-hmm. But I really wish that Fanime would work a little harder to get bigger name anime bands. Anime bands, like yeah. bands that did more anime related things. Yeah. Well, my wish for the bands for Fanime is, of course, Overworld. For those who know me, I'm a huge fan of Overworld. Get Animans or something to perform. Animans would be a cool one as like an opening act. That would be yeah. a very cool one. But uh, Uruworld is my most anticipated one if they ever announce it. But second to that will probably either be Man on a Mission. That would be cool. That would be sick. And Link to Horizon. That would be a rocking concert. That would be really sick. Yeah. I think Man on a Mission is a good one, though. Yeah. Man on a Mission is a good one. And 
Those three are really good. Mm. Those are good choices. Uh, there's a couple other ones like Jam Project would be a solid one too. But you know, recently for the concerts, they haven't been getting like big name anime opening people. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, Beat Garden, like they were very cool. I was very surprised with their music because we couldn't listen to a lot of their music. Uh, a lot of their music, they only have two songs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to find any of their music. But when we actually went to the concert, their music's really good, actually. Yeah. So. And all the members are really great. Yeah, they have a lot of energy to them. So it's very it's very easy to get into them. Yeah. Yeah. So they all, like, they all have that good level of dorkiness. So it was, mm-hmm. it was very fun, uh, that concert. But uh, the, the problem with having them, though, uh, like, again, I very much appreciated them coming. They were great. But mm-hmm. they only did one anime opening. <laughs> yeah, and not even like a really popular one. Rachel Bahama was like, it's a very cult classic to a lot of people. I won't say classic. It was very niche. Like, mm-hmm. it was popular in certain, certain circles. But it wasn't like huge like some other people. Like, Uber would be huge. Link's Rise would be huge. Man yeah. on a Mission, Jam Project. Who, who did the opening to, um, oh, Kung Fu Generation. Asian Kung Fu, Fu Generation. Gener- Asian Kung Fu Generation will be huge if they bring them over. That's insane. Yeah. That would be insane. Although it's, it was already insane that Flo even came. Yeah, Flo was probably the biggest one. Like Flo, uh, Homikazuku, and Rookies. Dude, I would see Flo again. I, I would want to see Flo. I would want to see Flo. I would, see, I would see Rookies easily. Uh, they were probably the best J-Rock band they brought. And like Homikazuku, just, they're just hype. They're, they're great. Mm-hmm. But... It's very, it's very hard to like to get hyped sometimes for the guests they bring over, because they aren't, you know, anime particular bands, and that's kind of what we want. Yeah, they're just like they might have done a song. They might have done a song, and they just <laughs> the the people from Japan that happen to do an anime song. Yeah, yeah, which is that like, you could say that for some other artists, but they've done. Like, very popular anime songs is different. Yeah. Like, Uber World is just a J- J-Rock band who happened to do anime songs. But they did a lot of popular anime songs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, same with Flow, Same with Homekazuku. Same with Rookies. Um, oh, another really good one. Radio. Uh, Radio Flyers. Yeah. Whatever. The, the band who did Flyers uh, mm-hmm. from Death Parade. That would be a great one, too. Yeah. Even if they just did that one song. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. But it <laughs> But it's hard to be like, oh, Bee Garden, the person who did that one opening for that one anime. And you're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it it's kind of it's kinda of like if like if you're going to like like let's say you're going to Disneyland, right? Mm-hmm. And it so happened like, oh, we're gonna get a special concert that's free and everyone can go join yeah. right and it's like uh and the person who's doing the concert is like i don't know um pitbull because or or like hillary duff or something yeah like hillary duff because they happen to do like a disney song yeah they did they did you know lizzie mcguire yeah like forever ago yeah and, and she had like two songs. Yeah. And it and it kind of sucks because you know, you know, they, they can get better bands, right? Mm-hmm. You can get, like, for Disney in particular, you like, they can get like easily like a group of, like an orchestra just to play Disney music. Mm-hmm. But they don't. <laughs> I don't really know what 
they focus on. Like, I don't really know what the funds go to. For anime? Like, yeah. I don't either. I think it mostly goes towards booking the people. So just booking people and then getting... Well, of course, getting the convention center and then getting the stuff. So, for instance, the gaming hall, getting that all set up, getting getting the people sponsors and stuff like that, paying for the employees. Yeah. So I think that's where most of the money goes to. And I think the rest of it is just profit. Um, I'm not going to say like, oh, they're only in it for profit. That's not true. If they were only in it for profit, they could e- they could easily scam people, mm-hmm. right? Fanime is still a $65 con at the best and at the worst, an $85 con. Mm-hmm. They're not a $100 con and they can easily get away with that. I can see them getting away with that. We won't pay for it anymore. Well, they but, also have to do like hotel accommodations yeah. and stuff like that. Like, they don't have to do the hotel com- yeah. accommodations. They don't have to do that. But they do it. Like if they were, if they jump the price to $100, we won't go anymore. But I, I can easily see other people going still. Easily. So I'm not saying they're like greedy. But I am saying that sometimes I feel like not all the money is going to the right places. Yeah. Like, I feel like I I always have hope that next year's guest will be kind of like rookies Mm. or like flow or something like that. You know, we're just like we just need that one person to get a super hype. Yeah. Right. This year, even though I never I didn't get to meet her, I think was Aya Hirano. Yeah. That was the big name, like, oh shit moment for yeah. Fanime. Right? Because those who don't know Ai Hirano, Ai Hirano is a very, very popular voice actor from Japan. And she voices a lot of very popular characters in anime that were popular in the Western side. Haruhi, um, Konota. Konota. Very, those two girls are very classic anime characters. And even recently, the most recent character is Lucy. But here's the thing, Lucy from Fairy Tale. I say that's her most like recent popular character, but Fairy Tale is fairly old, and that's because at one point she got blacklisted, <laughs> which is very unfortunate. I really wish that Aya Hirano would have sang just one song. I don't know if she can anymore. I don't think she could, but yeah. but I, I I really wanted her to just sing God knows. Yeah, like that would have been awesome. Or Monstar, <laughs> okay, that's a great song. Yeah. So for those who don't know the I Hirano drama, and like is it's not important anymore. Um. Uh, so when I say this, it's only just so you know why she got blacklisted. It's because, um, she she's a major voice actor, but at the time she was also an idol, and uh, what ended up happening is she ended up in this like sex scandal, where it wasn't even that much of a sex scandal. It was like her boyfriend at the time took a picture of her when she was sleeping and you can clearly tell she's topless. You don't see anything, but you see that she's topless and it's very much implied like, oh, they just had sex, right? Mm-hmm. And those pictures got leaked to the press. And the reason why that's such a major issue in Japan is because idols in Japan are presented as like these very, not necessarily innocent, but pure girls, Right. If that picture came out for any celebrity in the US, no one would give a shit. Literally, no one would give a shit. Because Japan has their own certain culture and has like, oh, um, the girls are for the people, mm-hmm. right? Um, she got a lot of hate and drama off that. And she got blacklisted, so she stopped getting anime roles. She stopped being an idol. Her 
career kind of didn't necessarily go down the drain, but she wasn't getting more new jobs. So it, it kind of sucked for her. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the culture, that culture annoys me a lot sometimes. Um, the, the idol culture in Japan. And maybe one day I'll get more into it. But mm-hmm. it it's very unfortunate what happened to her because she definitely deserves more. It kind of uh, makes like women disposable. Mm-hmm. Kind of teaches like that you know once you're of a certain age that you're no good anymore and you can't be an idol. Yeah. So because that that's what happens often in Japan. the idol industry in Japan is like once you turn eighteen you're done. You better you better get into acting or you're done. Or you better get into AVs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get into porn too. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's very rare, actually, for um idols to go into porn. Mm. That's super rare because that that just means you're you're just gonna kill off your job. Yeah, right. Because you still have opportunities to do other stuff. Um, even if it's like not acting anymore in media stuff, you still have a name that you can still like do other things. Like for instance, um, there was this one idol. Um, I don't remember her name. But after she got caught up with something and had to be kicked out of the group because she was dating someone. And for those who don't know, dating while being an idol in Japan, big no-no. You can't do that. Not at all. <laughs> but because she got caught dating someone, uh, she got kicked out. But she what she ended up doing is she opened a udon shop. <laughs> and she's fine doing that. So That's cool. Yeah. So it, that's why you rarely see like these girls going to porn. Or go into like anything more scandalous. Mm-hmm. Is because they still have a name to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it, like I'm not saying like being idol is bad. It kind of isn't. You get the name recognition that you need. But the way they treat their idols are kind of bad. It's kind of bad. Right. Right. Um, Anything else you want to bring up? You kind of drifted from conventions. No, I think. That's uh, that's pretty much it. If you guys have any questions about like conventions, actually, I want to get more interaction and comments. Um, I know our friends are listening to this, obviously, mm-hmm. but of course, this goes out to anybody. But I definitely know our friends are listening to this. Um, tell us about your convention experiences. Like, yeah. what what's your what's the best part about going to conventions for you? What's the best? What's the worst? What's the worst part about going to convention? What's the best part about going to conventions? Yeah. Like in general, you can also talk about your like a specific experience, but I want to hear it in general thing. Yeah, we'd love to hear um, if for those who have gone to conventions, mm. what what you really enjoy about mm. conventions. It doesn't have to be an anime convention. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like a video game. It doesn't have to be that kind of stuff. It can be like anything. Yeah. Um, what was it that you enjoyed? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like definitely like leave a comment because uh, I I want to hear your experiences. And for those who are um, who haven't been in a convention before uh, and want to go, leave a comment there. Uh, if you have any concerns, we will respond to it. Because I feel like we've been to enough conventions that we can at least answer in broad spectrum any concerns that you have. Yeah, I feel... Because we've been to enough conventions. We know people who've gone to big conventions. We know people who go to small conventions. Yeah. It, it's very easy to talk about conventions after a while. And for us, for Fanime specifically, we are veterans at that convention. Yeah. We know, like, the ins and outs pretty yeah, much. Now we know the ins and outs. That and Saki Anime. Yeah. Those, those, um, those two conventions, like, we, we know everything now. Yeah, so... We, we even know some of the people who work there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, for those who are like have concerns or or, or want to go to yeah. convention because you have so and so reason, yeah, tell or us. You just want to know what it's kind of like. Yeah, if you want to know what um, it's like to go to convention, like I know, like we kind of talked about it here, but I'm pretty sure we didn't go over everything. Yeah. So if there's something you want to talk about at conventions, like leave a comment, email us. Mm-hmm. We're on iTunes now, so I can't really leave comments there, but email us there. We we have our email, so. One thing I'll say about like um conventions for us is that for second anime specifically it's all autographs hmm. so when we're doing that one um i feel like when you go to a convention you you learn patience hmm. that's like one thing that you really learn from going to a convention it's like waiting in line for something hmm. whatever it's like when you go when you go out and wait in a line anywhere hmm. you're like well at least i don't have to stand out here for four hours yeah you know it's like when you're waiting in line for food or something. It's going to be a 40-minute wait. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Hmm. Waited longer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Is that enough convention talk? I think that's... I think... I think people have heard enough. Yeah. So... Was there anything that you wanted to talk about? A little bit. Uh, I feel like this might be short. I don't know how much you have to say about it. Mm-hmm. I might not have a lot to say about it. Okay. But this year... It's going to be a very interesting year for a lot of geek culture things. Because this is the year that Star Wars is in. The episode 9 is coming out. Game of Thrones just finished, right? Lots of like big popular shows are like done, right? And um, and every once in a while you get like these big like significant milestones in media. Oh, Avengers. Avengers ended yeah, too. Yeah, they get fit. Um, Endgame just mm-hmm. is done. So this year is very significant for all that stuff. And I want to hear your opinion or your thoughts on like, what do you think about like these big milestones and like these nerd and geek culture that is like, it's going to be done now. Right? I'm not going to say that. So for for instance, like, like for me, Avengers, like even though I know there's more Marvel movies coming out, Endgame was the end for me, right? So for me, it was like something like, this is the end for, this is the the book closing, right? So I know there's more, and so but I don't care about that. This is this is the end of the book for me. I don't care about Volume 2. This, this is the end of the story. For a lot of people, Game of Thrones, it was this disappointing mess, <laughs> Right, and uh, Star Wars can go up either way. It can either be a disappointing mess or be like, "Oh, that was actually pretty good." Right, but um, for something me personally that I really enjoyed, um, Breaking Bad, the TV show, was a significant thing to me because I was I was a pretty big fan of Breaking Bad. I really liked the show. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like an outward like everyone should watch it, yada yada, but I thought it was probably one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. And when it ended, it was like this that. That is something that I will remember for the the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And I I sort of feel that way about Avengers Endgame, right? Uh, and I feel like less people will think about that for Game of Thrones. But what do you think about like these big milestones, like coming to an end, right? Something that like you grew up with or like you watched to the beginning and end, right? What do you think about that? Specifically for the Star Wars and the Game of Thrones and whatever, mm. I don't really care because mm. those those didn't really mean anything to me. Mm. Like I didn't really 
grow up with Star Wars and I never really was attached. Mm. But there's two, to me, when they ended, I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah. You know, and that was Harry Potter. Oh, I read yeah, the books. that's a big one. And I read the books and it was over. I was mm. like, oh, man, it's over. I don't know what I'm going to do now. Mm. Or when last the last Airbender ended. Yeah, that and was And then you're just one. like. It's done. You're like, whoa, it's, <laughs> it's over. Aang didn't get who I, who I didn't want Aang and Katara to be together. I didn't either, but it's fine. Like, The Last Airbender, and I will still say this to this day, is the best American cartoon in television history. Uh, I love that show. I feel like that's a show for any ages. So if anybody's watching, listening to this uh, and has not watched The Last Airbender, watch it. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. Watch it. <laughs> The Last Airbender is pretty good. I mean, the later half, it kind of gets a little hard to watch because it's kind of boring. Well, I'm, it's a lot easier than Marathon. I'll tell you that. It's a lot easier than Marathon because it, there's still stuff happening. It's, I won't say it's boring, but it's not exciting to watch. I mean, just remember watching it week by week and like nothing is happening. Yeah, you watch it week by week, it's like, oh, we're, we're still talking about spirit stuff. I see. Yeah, we're still in the fire kingdom and we're, we're a fire nation and we're just like, we're, Aang yeah. has hair now. Yeah, we're, we're, still, <laughs> like, we're still talking about this stuff. I see yeah. all this. But like, the first, like, at least, at least watch the first season. It's like, very good. It, it is very good. And you watch the first season, like, it's not my thing. Fair. The characters are all pretty likable, too. Yeah. I mean, you really get to, like, grow with these characters. Mm -hmm. So when it ends, you're just like, oh, man, that's... That very much is, like, the end. Yeah, that's the end. That's... It's over. And then... <laughs> and then Korra came out. And then Korra out. came out, and you're like, oh, I guess it's not the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, on a similar but different note, I felt that way when Gravity Falls ended. Yeah. Or... When Shaolin Showdown ended. I didn't feel that way. Oh, really? No. I was sad when Shaolin Showdown ended. But then I was also mad that, like, Omi didn't become the, the Dragon Warrior. Yeah, Raymundo did. Raymundo did. And I'm like, why? When Gravity Falls ended, it, it very much felt like, oh, that's the end. And fuck, there should have been more. <laughs> yeah. There should have been way more. Yeah. But. It was such a good show. It was a very good show. Oh, also this year, a little bit less significant because I don't know how many people are still interested in it. My Little Pony ended. Oh, yeah. MLP Friendship is Magic ended. And like, I watched a little bit of My Little Pony, right? I remember back when we were in high school, like everyone hated it. MLP FIM. <laughs> Come on, yeah. get it right. We're uh, not talking about the old MLP. We're talking about MLP. Friendship is Magic. Yeah. Like, I, I, I remember when I high school, everyone hated it, right? But like there, were, I didn't hate it. I just never watched it. But when I finally got around to watching it, I realized like, oh, it actually is a good show, mm -hmm. right? But this year it ended, and most people it ended around like when did when did um she leave? Uh what's her name again? Lauren Faust. Yeah, Lauren Faust. Uh, for most people, I think MP ended when Laura Faust left. But like this year, it officially ended. It's done, right? Mm -hmm. So. Even though that community is like kind of gone and like there's not that many people left, it was a significant show for a lot of people. So this year it's done. A lot of people met their friends through MLP. Yeah. So lots of communities started at MLP. Mm -hmm. Lots of like very popular people on YouTube started out as like an MLP. 
You're yeah. talking about Saber Spark? <laughs> well, the Saber Spark is um, what, Yubi bon- Brony, who is now, I think his name is Odyssey? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like... Uh, Digi, Digi Bro? Digi Bro is also one, yes, yes. Um, oh, what else is there? Um, Living Tombstone? Yeah. Like, he was also part of the European community, too. Like, all these people, they, like, love it or hate them, they came from the Brony community, and they made something out of themselves. Mm-hmm. So, it's very, it's kind of significant, like, the, the show just ended, mm-hmm. right? It's done. So, even though no one's talking about it anymore, like, that, that is a significant show for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I feel like, in terms of a game thing i know a lot of people feel this way for this series when metal gear when metal gear 5 ended right or was it 4 um when metal gear 4 ended uh that was a significant game for a lot of people because i feel like metal gear 4 is where metal gear ended for a lot of people because that was like the last fight between uh solid snake and liquid snake and like that was the end of like their story i know like 5 came out and it's like a the fan of pain and mm-hmm. whatever, but the main, the main crux of the Metal Gear story ended at four, mm. and people grew up with that game. Like it spanned console generations. That that that's a story that like, oh, that's the end of Saw Snake, Big Boss, whatever the story. That's interesting. Like this year, Kingdom Hearts three came out, and that was a significant thing that ended. I mean. It, it, okay, it's not really done, but like the main point of the story is done. It's one of those things like it's interesting growing up or like watching a story develop beginning to end or a series develop beginning to end. It's just kind of sad. It's a mixture between like sad and like, oh, that was depending on how it is. Yeah. Like, that That was great. Or that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> depending on how it is. When I was a kid. I never thought the shows I was watching would ever end. Uh, I I remember thinking like, oh, Pokemon would never end. And it still technically doesn't, but... Or like... Or to be more relevant, uh, when I was a kid watching Saturday morning cartoons, I remember feeling very weird when Cubix ended. Oh. Yeah, the the Fox Fox show, Cubix. I remember feeling very weird when that ended. Because that was one of the first shows that, like, oh, it's done. Because <laughs> I grew up watching, like, oh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Mm-hmm. These shows never end. They're going on forever. Shadow Showdown was going on forever, right? Yeah. But, like, Cubix, it was like, oh, we started and now we're done. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode, guys. We're done. So, and, like, I grew up with, like, these long-running animes that... Uh, I still haven't seen the end of um s- still, I still haven't seen the end of Shaman King. Even though I know what the end is, I I grew up watching Shaman King. And I don't know what the end. Of, uh, I haven't seen the end of it. But as a kid, I never thought the shows I watched would end. SpongeBob SquarePants is still not done, and like, but when I watch um shows, oh when I saw like oh Cubix is done at a very young age, I was like oh, oh. I guess I'm never watching that show again, right? Yeah. So, or like, and sometimes like they don't even end like properly, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it still didn't feel that way. I remember watching the last episode of Mega's XLR and it didn't feel like the last episode. 
Oh, it's because it was canceled. It's because it was canceled, yeah. So, uh, but I remember loving that show, and then, like it just ended, and I was like, oh, I can't wait for the next episode, even though it was the last episode. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the next episode. Oh, one, I think I remember watching the end of the original Yu-Gi-Oh, mm-hmm. and it, it was like... With the, a Tem? Yeah. Yeah, and Yugi dueling each other? Yeah, that was a really good ending. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why it's so good. <laughs> that, was, that was a really like poetic way it ended, though. Yeah. Because the idea was like you have to defeat um Yami Yugi or mm-hmm. Atem in order to set uh send him back to where he's supposed to be. Yeah. And so Yugi has to decide like who's gonna duel him, right? And then he was like Kaiba was like, I wanna do it. <laughs> yeah. I wanna do it. I wanna beat the King of Games. But then Yugi decides like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna send him back. Yeah. Because... Like I've been with him forever. I'm gonna send him back. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was very, like, it was very cool watching by, like, anime logic, of course, mm-hmm. uh, anime card game logic, watching him be able to beat Yami Yugi, the person who carried him throughout the entire show. Yeah, because everybody was like, oh, well, you're not doing any of the work. Yeah. It's just, you it's know. Just, it's just Yami Yugi. It's yeah. just him. Yeah. But no, like, at the end, it was like, Yugi shows that he can stand up by himself. And that was a very cool way to end the show. I mean, honestly, he solved the millennial puzzle by himself. By himself. But like, he doesn't, he doesn't ever show that like he's competent by himself. Yeah. Right? Not until the very end. And that was a very cool way to end the show. Yeah. Because Yugi is always like depicted as like this nerdy, like like, weak weak guy, you know, always carried by his friends. Mm. He's just kind of in the background most of the time until like... Uh, Yami Yugi or like Atem shows up mm-hmm. and like kind of duels for him. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, when he finally shows, like he stand up on his own. Mm-hmm. It very much brings it very much completes Yugi's character arc. Yeah, and it kind of shows like Atem that it's time for him to go. Yeah, it's okay that he can yeah. leave him alone. That was it was easily the best way to end that show. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. I, even though you you kind of knew, you knew that Yugi was gonna win. Yeah. Right. It was still kind of like, man, I don't know how he's gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> considering yeah. like Yugi's deck and then Yami's like, deck has the Egyptian gods. Yeah. <laughs> that they can bring out for no reason sometimes. And then Yugi has like silent magician, and <laughs> he didn't even beat him with silent, ma- silent magician. He beat him with gears. The red gear, yellow gadgets. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. He didn't beat him with the the, the dragon that blows itself up. Let mm, me make sure. I don't remember how he won. We were both right. He used both gadgets and Sonic Magician. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was very cool to watch him like have this weird ragtag like deck and it would be the different gods and these these cards we grew up with, right? It was Dark a deck Magician. that he had made himself, right? Yeah. It was a deck that he made himself, by himself. Mm-hmm. And like he was able to beat the cards that we know and love, like Dark Magician, Dark Magician Girl, the Sly, the God Dragon, yeah. the Queen, uh, King Knight, Queen Knight, and Jack Knight. And it was a very, very much like a Yugi deck. Yeah. Like you could tell and you could feel that it was very Yugi and not like a Tem. Yeah. Because they're different personalities. I mean, they're different yeah. people. The Yugi was all about like having these small cards grow up into. You know, yeah, being powerful for of horses, mm-hmm. while the Tem was about having like these, all having like very strong cards and using them strategically. Mm-hmm. 
And Kai was all about just beating him down with high numbers. <laughs> with big dragons. Yeah. And clowns. <laughs> that, that big dragon energy. But yeah, like... It, it's kind of weird to talk about that about like Yu-Gi-Oh! But it's very cool, mm-hmm. right? That, that's kind of like what I mean when I talk about like... I very much appreciate cartoon shows. Like, like kid shows. Mm-hmm. Is that you can do like very cool things with them. Mm-hmm. That very symbolizes like where they come from. Like that that entire thing with Yami and Yugi and having their decks symbolize who they are. That's something you can only do in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. And that's also something you can only do in like a kid's show. If you do that in like a very serious show, no one's gonna take that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's too on the nose. But having that in a kid's show, it very much symbolizes where they're coming from. And that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> the original. I haven't really watched uh, 5Ds or Zexel or GX. GX, really. There's some cool moments in each of them. I think 5Ds is one of the better ones. Bring it back, though. Like, I think it's very cool now that we're older that we're able to see, like, the full journey for a lot of these shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get that anymore for anime because anime is in this very season format now. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, almost never grow up with a show to see it always completion. Yeah. Now it's just like, oh, here's season one. Here's a season two, maybe. Now continue the rest on your own. <laughs> I mean, that's probably how people felt for, like, Adventure Time, when Adventure Time ended. Oh, yeah. That was a really big one. I mean, people... That ended last year? Yeah. Last year. And that was really big for everybody. And I think the way it ended, it was, it was good. It was very apt for a show. Yeah. Um, Steven Universe... Still hasn't ended. Still hasn't ended, but, but it felt like it ended. ended. Yeah, <laughs> things just kind of happened, and then the ending, and then they're like, oh, "It's not ended." Yeah, we're still not done for some reason. Yeah, even <laughs> though it feels like it's over. <laughs> so I feel like even we will see the end of the universe, though. Like we're not gonna like not see the end of it. There's lots of like things where, um, lots of shows now that we're older. Uh, it's very cool that we get to see the beginning and end do it. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like if we... If, I mean, if we were born like 10 years later... Yeah. I feel like going through that Marvel journey wouldn't feel as significant. I mean, I mean, a lot of manga ended too. Mm-hmm. You know? Like when Naruto ended. Naruto, Bleach. Bleach um, Seven Deadly Sins, kind of. Not yet. <laughs> still not done. Seven Deadly Sins is still not done. Fairy tale. <laughs> Fairy tale ended. I don't like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can have a whole podcast about how much I hate fairy tale, but I'm good. <laughs> I wa- seen a lot of these things from beginning to end, and it feels, I guess, bittersweet is like the most accurate way I can put it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's very much like, oh, that was a good journey, and now it's done. Yeah. Now I have to find something to replace it. Yeah. I think recently. The only thing that made me feel that way in a short amount of time was like Violet Evergarden. Mm. Where like I watch a beginning and I watch a character arc go through this full spectrum to the end. And I was like, oh, we're done now. Right? I know there's there might be a little bit more. I feel like there's a movie coming up, I think. And I don't think season two has been green yet. I hope we never get it, honestly. But I know there's a little bit more, but that journey was like a very complete thing for me. And it was like, oh, we're done. Good. I don't know. It is very much a different fe- feeling that you get from like, uh, for instance, when I watch Bakuno, like, 
I love that show. I love that show to pieces. But when it ended, and then it feel like, oh, we're done now. It's like, oh, there's so much more. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't read light novels, so I'm not, not going to be able to finish it. I felt like that when I read, um, when I read books, mm-hmm. when I finish a book. It's always very bittersweet to finish a book. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, I finished it. And that felt good, right? Mm-hmm. But then you're like, oh, man, I got to find another book. Well, what if I don't like it, you know? Yeah. It is sometimes very hard to find a thing that will replace that feeling for you. Yeah. I know it, it took me forever to find that thing that will replace that feeling for Clan uh, After Story. Mm. Like, to have that feeling happen again, that was a very hard thing to do. I think Arcada, who's an anime review on YouTube, he talked about, like, the void, right? When mm-hmm. you finish a very good show, you get this void. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to replace it. Uh, and... I feel that way for a lot of things. I wouldn't necessarily call it a void, but it's something that's like, we're done. And like, now I know that um, there won't be another, I can't experience that again. I think it should be that way though. I think things should yeah. have an ending. That, that's why I feel like I don't want another season of Violet Garden. I know like where the rest of the stuff goes to. I don't, per- I personally don't really like it, but I feel like having her character arc goes that full spectrum and just having it end there was a very nice thing to have. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't want another season. I don't want a continuation. I don't want to have that feeling of there's so much more. I think for Violet Evergarden, I feel like I've seen what I needed to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with it. I feel like a lot of shows, I think they should leave you kind of like wanting more, but also satisfied. satisfied. You're like, yeah. oh man, I wish there were more, but... I'm okay if there isn't anything else, yeah. you know. Opposite for Gravity Falls because mm-hmm. that that show definitely fe- makes you feel like wanting more. Yeah, and somehow unsatisfied. Yeah, because it. I think it was when it was. I think it was getting canceled. Mm. So like they just kind of had to like rush the ending. Yeah. Um. But it was a good show. Um. Oh, when uh, over the garden wall was mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and I like I rewatched it I'm like man that was- that's, that's, a, that's a different spectrum for me that's yeah. a show where like I'm satisfied and I don't want to see any more <laughs> yeah I don't want to see any more of that yeah. but when it ended you're like hmm that was pretty good mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a long running thing like you know like Naruto when Naruto ended and you're like I don't want to see any more <laughs> Naruto was like I don't want to see anything else from Naruto and then Boruto came out, and you're like, oh, no. There's more. I don't know. It, it, it's, a nice, it's a nice feeling to have when you finish stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? I don't think so. <laughs> I think we should leave that off there. Um, leave you wanting more. <laughs> you want to... <laughs> there, here's another thing that you can leave in the comments. Because I know conventions are very like specific things for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people had the experience of finishing stuff. Yeah. And feeling wanting more and stuff like that. So people in the comments leave uh leave the thing that very much felt made you feel like that. Yeah. And what made you if, f- if I haven't seen it, I'll I will I'll probably will yeah. watch it. What made you feel like after you finished it, it was like a really like it was kinda like the same feeling, like a bittersweet feeling. Yeah. Or even if it made you angry. Yeah. <laughs> like, a- anything. Yeah. When you finish something, it made you feel any emotion. Like, it made you feel angry, made you feel satisfied, made you want more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for any of those, like, uh, tell me what 
what what it was and what made you feel. Because mm-hmm. I'm very interested in how, like, people react to a certain one of these shows, right? Um, I know I'm gonna feel like super bittersweet when like My Hero ends, right? Yeah. When when My Hero Academy ends or Academia, when My Hero Academia ends, uh, I'm gonna feel very bittersweet because I've been following that mangaka since the beginning. Since almost beginning, yeah. Um, so that's gonna that's gonna be a very weird thing when that actually ends. So, anyway, for those those of you out there, leave a comment, leave something. Let us know. Yeah, we need more recap. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know that we're still getting views. <laughs> I I checked. We were though. Checked our latest ones. Yeah pretty decent you know i mean you know, coming from zero i think it's pretty decent yeah yeah i mean we're grateful for everyone who watches very much so yeah like or like i said like it doesn't matter if we get zero people 100 people a thousand a million doesn't matter i'm still gonna be doing this <laughs> <laughs> i don't care uh i enjoy having these conversations with my lovely girlfriend sarah wow thank you <laughs> We don't mention it often, so I feel like people forget. But yes, we are dating. <laughs> we are a couple. Yes, we are a couple. Hence the title of the podcast. So, you know, we don't talk about it too much now. No. Because there's not a lot to talk about. Yeah. I I feel like even though we've been together for like seven years, there's not a lot that we can talk about. I mean, yeah. if something comes up, then we can talk about it. Yeah. But Maybe next time. Or if you have any questions about us. Go ahead. I feel like... Like, we know each other so well, we don't know what to bring up. But if you have any questions for us, then we can easily talk about each other. Yeah. Or Kevin can talk about me. (laughs) Well, with that said, thank you for listening to episode 12 of Just a Couple Thoughts. Big one, too. I very much appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, And again, uh, share this around. We're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. We're on YouTube. I will slowly but surely be updating this and uploading it to everywhere. So mm-hmm. one of these days, I'll upload this. When I'll update this on your favorite podcasting sites and Spotify and whatever. So yeah. keep an eye out. Thanks for everyone who who's listened. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. And in fact, uh, leave a comment for the next site I will update for. And I will do it. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> Share it with your friends. Yeah, because... <laughs> There's no point in me like uploading this if like no one else can watch it. I'll just leave it on YouTube, <laughs> honestly. But anyways, <laughs> all right, before all I right, tangent. yeah. Before we like keep going, if you want to ask us any questions, you can leave a comment on your YouTube. Um, or if you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcasting site, you can email us at at just a couple Q and A at gmail dot com. Q and A is the letters. We will respond to everything and anything. I check the comments before every recording, so I will be sure to see it. Maybe we should have a catchphrase. No catchphrase. No. Let's get jacked. No. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. Let's get. No. Ja- I'm. I'm vetoing that now. Or, ja- no. It's like Mega Man. Mega goodbye, Man everyone. In. Go- goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Don't leave that in there. <laughs>